Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Into the Ashley Fine Flores text line, the boomer says, Bob, uh, last week you referenced a stat that uh, Derek Ryan uh, has as many goals as Yamamoto and Paul Yarby. That is true. Five for Ryan, five for Yamamoto and Paul Yarby. Then I mentioned over 400 minutes, five on five, time and ice for Paul Yarby and Yamamoto with one of McDavid or Drysaddle. And Derek Ryan's played 27 minutes with those guys. So he scored not with those guys. And here, here you have two Oilers players that basically drafted off of McDavid and Drysaddle and had the upper hand in arbitration and were fairly compensated and unfortunately haven't been able to live up to the deal. And that's part of the challenge. Edmonton's got lots of challenges. A lot of you are looking at the defense right now and you can't argue it. Do you need another puck mover back there? Some people might say the Oilers don't transition the puck well enough. Others might say they can't stop a cycle if their life depends on it. You know, looked pretty good stopping the cycle yesterday. And it's it's sad, but Adam Larson. I mean, Adam Larson's having a heck of a year for Seattle. We all know what happened. His father uh, went into cardiac arrest after a 30-hour trip here in Edmonton. Family wanted to move on. And it was, I saw Adam again yesterday. He's a great guy. 780-496-0063. All right, we got a bunch of guys that have been waiting. Uh, and we're going to go to Theo on line number five. Theo, you're on orders now. How you doing? Hey, Bob, I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. So I wanted to talk about Jay Woodcock. I'm a big, big Jay fan. Yep. Um, but last year he came in. He came in on when the Oilers were on the outside looking in, so I felt like he had less pressure. This year he had the whole offseason to prepare, and I feel like I saw some frustration during the time outside. I was just wondering if you think the, you know, the pressure from the expectations for this team this year has affected him. Um, you saw yeah, some. Fr- you thoughts. saw some frustration with the timeout. Yeah, just I mean, I I think he, you know, after the games, I love how he speaks. I love that he doesn't throw anyone under the bus. Um, but I'm just wondering your your thoughts as someone close to the organization is is Jay like how's Jay doing in his first full season? Well, I'm not in the room, uh, and there's nothing I hate more than when media guys pretend that they know. Oh, this is what's going. This is what's going. How the hell do you know? I'm on every yeah. trip, and I so. But what I would say. Like, I watched the the timeout again as well, and he was demonstrative. Uh, he wasn't like uh, Dave Cameron uh, in Buffalo at the World Juniors where he, he was lighting a bunch of 19-year-old kids up. These guys are men. They're professionals. And, you know, <laughs> they just gave up two goals in 31 seconds. Uh, I think the players appreciate the fact that their coach has their back uh, when, when he deals with the media. I mean, he he said after the game, this is on uh, on us. This is on the players, the coaches, the organization for having the 0-4 and run and run. So I think, Theo, I can live with that myself. That's that's my perception. Okay? Thanks for the call. Uh, that's, yep, let's go to Harry out of Calgary on line number six. Hi, Harry. How are you? Harry, are you there? Yeah. 
You talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Thank you for no, waiting. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be really fast because I have just three points I want to make. So right now I think um, Holland's got to make a trade. I think the longer we wait, some of the targets that we may be discussing, you've discussed Chikrin, I think, a few times, or at least brought his name up. He's only increasing his trade value. And at this point in time, I mean, we got, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, Dry settled for two years, McDavid for three. Yes. And I know I know we can't get into their mind and tell, are they going to stay? They're evaluating everyone. things right now. Come on. Smart yep. people continuously evaluate. They're both smart guys. They're both committed guys. One guy went to Prince Albert. One guy went to Erie. Those are like, you know, two of the worst stops in major junior hockey. That's how focused and committed they are on the playing, but they want to they want to see some traction too, my man. Absolutely. Exactly. Eric. Exactly. So my thing right now is I think he's got to make a splash and if that means that we're gonna to have to give up either Bouchard or Robert or whoever it is along with the first or whatever it takes, we gotta make an impactful move. The longer we wait, the further down the standings we're going. Now the other thing is I think Holland should be applauded for his general direction overall. I think last year was an absolute winner of a year for him, you know, bringing Kane in, signing Kane. But I think the one thing that he hasn't been kind of called out for is we really didn't have our gun to our head to, to re-up Pugliarvi and Yamamoto this year. If you look at it, we have at least $6 million tied up in people who, you know, by what you discuss, have not been terribly productive. If you take a look at that $6 million that we put into that, that easily would have accounted for keeping Keith for another year. Now, the last thing I want to say... Okay, whoa, 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 <laughs> Harry, that's revisionist yeah. history. There is a massive following for Yessa Pugliarvi in this market. Could you imagine, Brendan, I'm going to bring you in. You can be the uh, the French judge here at the 2002 uh, Salt Lake <laughs> Olympics. Come on, could you have envisioned the orders not signing Yamamoto and Pugliarvi and letting them both walk because they had Keith play another year, they convinced Keith to play another year? Come on, there would, have been a riot. there would have been a riot. There would have been a riot, but at the end of the day, Holland's job is to be clinical to the sense that, you know, look at it. Has he won anyway? He signed the two guys. We had no riot in the summer, but what do we have right now? Give it another week or two. If we sink down in the standings anymore, he's going to get his riot anyway. But the last point I wanted to make, and this is going to be a more open-ended comment, the fire across the bow of the oiler ship. If Brad Trey Living, and I'm I'm actually from Edmonton, I'm not from Calgary, yeah. but if Brad Trey Living had been GM of this team, I would argue that we would have at least made the cup final once by now. That's all I want to say. I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll say this to you. You're in Calgary. He's made two trades. No, no, I'm in Edmonton. No, no, I'm but, from Edmonton. no, but anyways, you're down. Yeah. He's made two trades. Yeah. The, the return on the Dougie Hamilton trade and the return on the Matthew Kachuk trade. He kicked the crap out of Carolina, and he kicked the crap out of Florida in those two trades. He did. It's not the trades, though. It's not the trades alone, Bob. Take a look at picking up Toffoli at the right time. Picking up Toffoli was a, was a brilliant move. And again, it's leveraging, I would say, your knowledge base. I think, I think our problem, because we've been so handcuffed by the past GMs, we scrape the bottom of the barrel. We look for players within a certain... Um, you know, income limit. It's got to be around a million bucks. We picked up Ryan Murray in the summer. Do we really what need happens? Ryan Murray? Just, 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 just and mm-hmm. I don't think Calgary's going to miss the playoffs, okay? They're, Me either. What happens if they miss? What happens if Seattle stays in this and Edmonton beats out Calgary? Because there's, be, there's nine teams in the playoff uh, hunt. That's it. What okay, let me if, ask you this question. Do you think, okay, right now, if you had to put your money on the table right now, 
Are you picking I, Edmonton? And I know aside from who you're affiliated with right now, if you put your money on the table, we revisit this at I game I think Edmonton two. and Calgary both make the playoffs. Okay, and I'm going to say, I'm going to note down to call you back. Okay, well, and I I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Thanks a lot for the call, Eric. Okay. Okay, take care. Yeah, 780-496-0063-1241 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, I think Stoney has been waiting for about 25 minutes, so let's get him in here. Sorry, Stoney, you had to wait so long. We've had a full board. How are you doing? No, I don't know. Whoa, you still there, Stoney? Stoney, you there? Yeah, you're... Um, yeah, reception's oh, no. off. Oh, there, that's better. We got you now, you Stoney? Yeah, now we you got, got you. Me? Yeah, now we do. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. I don't mind waiting. Um, I just want to know where Broberg slots in if Holland's looking for a left defense with term. We have Kulak on contract for three more years. Yep. Right? He's looking at McCabe under contract for two more years, and we've got Nurse under contract until he's bought out because of what a deal. Um... Why is Broberg untouchable? Has I don't there think, been an easier move? I don't think. Chikrin? I don't think at this stage of the game Broberg's untouchable. And then why isn't Chicken an Oiler? Because I don't think the cost, Stony. I don't think the cost is just Broberg. Oh no, I know it's not. You got to add a first. You got to add salary. Absolutely. You got to. Yeah. Connor McDavid's putting up 155 points pace, and you're not in a comfortable playoff position. Are you kidding? Charlie, Connor McDavid put up 115 points. He always missed the playoffs. Charlie was gone. Nobody batted an eye. And we still have people. Okay, Stoney, I knew that Stoney, that was the problem. Your, 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 your phone, unfortunately, is kicking out. Duly noted on Broberg, I don't think he's untouchable. Thanks for the call, Stoney. I know you waited a long time, but your your line was kicking in and out there. Seven eight zero. Yep. Sorry, sorry, Stoney. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and we go to. Uh, ben out of Grand Prairie on line number one. Hi, Ben. How are you? Good, Bob. Yourself? Not bad. Hey, Bob. You alluded a little bit before the news break there that uh, because of the way the season's been going, uh, unfortunately for Ken Holland, he is going to have to make, I think, a million-dollar move here and a million-dollar move there ain't going to cut it. Uh, we've got two megastars on the team that the team is not going to be able to sign both of them. And I think if you're going to pull the pin on a big trade, I think you get rid of Dreisaitl now. And I think the logical home for him is Detroit. And in return, you get Dylan Larkin. Who's a pending uh, UFA. No, I actually think, I, I, can, I can tell you right now, the team that's going to load up to get, to get Leon Dreisaitl. Okay, It's going to be the Los Angeles Kings. Andre Kopitar is going to retire. Uh, and there's a slot right there. And uh, that is my cons- and and for the record, right now it doesn't appear like realistically Connor McDavid's going to get whatever he wants. Ben, we know that, and Leon Drysaddle is going to get close to whatever he wants. And what we need to have happen is that the NHL salary cap goes up, that the Oilers can uh, can get those guys done, and it ain't going to yeah, be at twenty one million dollars. We know that, so. I would not I make think, the trade right now, just for the record. You don't think so? when, uh, when Kane comes back, that's going to solve uh, a lot of the problems. But I think uh, with Dreisaitl's contract and the term left on it, you are going to get a ton of good stuff. Yeah, that is not an in- – Ben, that is – I mean, you – they need to know the lay of the land with Settle here, where his headspace is at, and winning solves a lot of problems. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it's, I think it's inevitable, and I think if you're going to do I it, hope I it's not inevitable, Ben, but I appreciate the perspective, okay? 
Okay, sounds good, Bob. Thanks a lot. 780-496-0063. Uh, let's go to John on line number th- uh, three. Uh, Brendan, if you could hit line three, please. Um, oh, hold on a sec. Yeah, there we go. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Bob. Doing good. How are you doing? Good. Sorry I had to wait 24 minutes, sir. No worries. Um, I wanted to talk about how the media is so hard on Bouchard. Yeah. But nobody's, the media is not really hard on Darnell Nurse right now. Um, he's getting paid a crazy amount of money, and in my mind, he's he's playing like a four million dollar player. Um, also, I I want to see you. You, you think the media is hard on Bouchard? I I think so. I would I, say I like Bouchard more than any perhaps any other media guy in town. And even I'm like, come on, buddy, you got to be like that. The third goal against last night, I mean, he was he was turnstiled offensively and turnstiled. He's got to pick up his urgency. Here's what I will tell you, John. One thing that would help Evan Bouchard, if it, it would be if he ratcheted up the intensity in practice. Okay, like I'll tell you a little story. When I was uh, when I was 16. Stu McGregor was our head coach. I was playing for the Southside Athletic Club. And that time at Edmonton in the early 1980s, teams were allowed to go watch the Oilers practice. And then you got on the ice after. Each each of the athletic clubs got to do it like once a year. I was watching Mark Messier and Kevin Lowe hammer the living crap out of each other with sticks, cross checks, dropping shoulders, reverse hits. And I remember looking at Guy Gadowski going, holy shit. Right? Like, I was like, can you believe that? But the degree of competitive, I'm not saying it needs to be like that, but you yeah. got it. One of the things that's undermined a couple things. Nurse is never going to put up the points that people see with a $9 million player because he's not on the first unit power play. Fair enough. Here's where I, I tell think- you Tyson Berry has 11 secondary assists on the power play. Okay, so imagine if those assists were going to Bouchard and Nurse, what kind of narrative we would be having today. That's number one, okay? And then in terms of Bouchard, I like him more. I would not trade Evan Bouchard. To me, he is damn near, I mean, he was six in the league last year, points per 65 on five for defensemen. I would not trade him, but he has to become more competitive. For sure. I'm thinking maybe Nurse needs to be more more aggressive and play the way he did when he was a rookie. Um, play like he's wanted to fight for the team. Um, I know he's not. He's getting paid that money, but... and He, he plays 24 taking, minutes a game, John. Like, if he's going to fight, he's got to take off a pretty good player. He can't just take off a slug. Yeah, but he just needs to just play more aggressive, in my mind. Be a nasty player like Chris Bronger was. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not sure you can... To be, and I'm not making excuses for Darnell. The way the game's officiated today, I'm not sure you can play like Mark Messi or Chris Pronger anymore. I, I don't know if they let you get away with that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Mark Messi would have been suspended about 25 times today. Like, he did some stuff that, frankly, I loved. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm from Edmonton. I love the guy. But he did stuff that you can't, you know, today, you know, it'd be all over Twitter and... People would be trying to, yeah, we got to kick this guy out of hockey. He elbowed him. 1984 Canada Cup, the Russians had a tough guy named, believe it or not, a tough guy named Vladimir Kovin. Turned out he wasn't that tough when he got elbowed in the face by Mark Messier. <laughs> like, no doubt. No. Well, right. maybe we could have traded for Reeves. Uh, how that? Now, that is an interesting, yeah, you know, Minnesota hasn't been bad since they got him. John, thanks for the call.
Thanks. You bet. Let's go to uh, Brett, who's calling from, uh, it says Brett Nanaimo. How you doing, Brett? Oh, Bobby, I'm wonderful today. First off, Bob, uh, next time I see you, I'm going to get you a nice fruit basket for some of the calls. You got a trade dry saddle. What? And that Calgary fan, thanks for living, would have taken us to a Stanley Cup already. That's a sleeper cell of a Flames fan calling in. Uh, Escott needs to do a better job. But anyway, a sleeper cell. We have, you know, honestly, I had a wonderful leg pump today and some thoughts pumped into my head. Uh, one, we're soft. Yes. We are a soft, soft team. There's the compete level. It's just, it's not there uh, okay. on the back end. It's uh, even the bottom six. There's no beef. There's no size. Uh, there's no fire almost. And man, well, that's, why everybody loves really... that's why everybody loves Costin because he doesn't take any do. crap on I the ice. Kid. Right? I love that kid. But there needs to be some like pissed offness in this lineup. There's 100... no. Yeah. There's no anger. There's no rage. There's no uh, watching Connor get that knee the other night. I like, and not a not a guy did a thing. I get it. It was the close game. It, it, you can't. I'm still I can, rattled. I by can it. go into any bar in Southwest Edmonton and pull a dude out that would have no problem skating over and cross checking that guy in the side of the head oh, if he stuck I his thought, knee out of car. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about that. About it. I'm serious. There's there's it. lots of guys I know that would have no problem going over and chopping a guy across the wrist or two handing him in the back of the leg or cross checking him. Worst case scenario, you know. Hey, what's hey, wrong? There needs to be. Got to send a message. So there needs to be some, I don't know what you need. Bottom six guys, they're a million dollars, seven, five, there's guys in this league that will do that. There needs to be some changes. There's too much of the same thing in the lineup. Anyway, I'll let you go. Thanks a lot. Hey, good call, Brett. Stop bringing the Calgary guys on, man. It's getting ridiculous. All right. Uh, There you go. 12.51 in Edmonton. We still have a full board. We'll try to squeeze in another rack of calls. We're going to take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Question was asked, why didn't the Oilers give up a fifth-round pick to get Ryan Reeves? Uh, $1.75 million cap hit. There's, you know, the Oilers are an LTIR. Uh, Bill Guerin had Ryan Reeves in Pittsburgh, loved the energy. I'd say maybe they missed an opportunity. Could you imagine a team with Ryan Reeves, Evander Keene, Darnell Nurse, to, to name three guys that... Uh, I, and, I, Brendan, i, I got to say this. I know the fans want Nurse to play tough. When you don't have a tough team and you're the toughest guy... Sometimes you don't want to escalate things because you want to protect your teammates and not get into four or five guys having to fight instead of, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And how many times have we heard, even last week, Louis DeBrusque was telling me, everybody plays bigger on the ice, even when you've got one of those players in yeah. the lineup. Yeah. I, I wonder and I, you know, I wonder how much the history between Kane and, uh, abs- and Reeves well, may have played in. I can this. 100% guarantee you. There was a discussion. Yeah. 100% guarantee you there was a discussion because the orders were in New York when that went down. Uh, they were playing the Islanders that day. All right. You can text us 780 496 0063. Let's go to Daniel on line five. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? 
not too bad, Bob. Not too bad. All right. What do you uh, got? I got a question for you, Bob, and, and, and I'm not ashamed to say you know a hell of a lot more about the team than I do. But I have one question in regards to this trade business. And, I mean, obviously, if, if we had a $100 million trade cap and had $20 million to spend, yeah, we can go out and buy somebody and, you know, whatever. But given our situation... In order to get something of value, you generally have to give up something of value. Yes, that's how it works. So, yep. so what is it that we have to offer to get what we want or what we need? I mean, it, I, I love to sit back and go, yeah, I'd love to have okay, well, I'll, I'll, All right, I'll, you know. Daniel, I'll tell you right now, the orders to me, in my mind, they have four pieces that would be attractive around the league. They have their first-round draft choice because there are teams that would like an additional first to maybe help their cause to climb if, if they're out of it. That's number one. I do think there's certain teams, like I could see the Montreal Canadiens having interest in Xavier Borgo. I do think some teams uh, don't think Broberg's a suspect. They think he's a prospect. You know, I know there's fans out there. What is he exactly? And then the other one, uh, and then the other one's Holloway. So the 19, 20, and 21 first-round picks, so that would be Broberg, Holloway, and Borgo. I'm going to exclude uh, Reed Schaefer from this because he's a late first-round pick and a very specific type of fit uh, for Edmonton in the future. Those three first-rounders. I'm going to tell you this right now. Yes, a Pugliarvi at this stage. If you're an NHL GM and the guy is double digits minus, on a team with a positive goal differential, and he's got a shooting percentage around 4 to 5%, and he's carrying a $3 million cap hit that you have to qualify. Do you really think there's trade equity in that? No. Well, this this is so... So I guess as an Oiler fan, then, you have to ask yourself, are, are we willing to give up future for now? I think and, most fans... I, hey, I'm, I'm completely comfortable if Edmonton trades away their first-round pick. They're the only yeah. team in the league that's got their last 10 first-round picks. I have no problem if they move one of those guys. In a, like They're going to have to address. I mean, you can make a compelling argument. They can't wait for Broberg to get good over the next couple of years. They need to package that in a pick to get a good defenseman. The problem is they need to move some money out. And, yeah, well, see, that's and, exactly what I, what I was going to allude to. Yeah, what, you know, we're, we're, when you mention our commodities... We both know that money is going to have to leave. Yes. yes. So that there again, when you factor that in, how the heck do we get something that is going to actually make a big difference? Well, you're going to have to be creative. Hey, I want to get two more calls, and thanks a lot, yeah. Daniel. Thanks for waiting. Okay, you waited a yeah, long no time. Problem. You thanks bet. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. David in Saint Albert. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Loving your day today. Loving it. <laughs> Good to hear. You, you and I are on a totally different page with Mr. Bouchard. That's okay. We're allowed to have differences of opinion. I totally agree. It makes it fantastic entertainment, right? Like a good yeah. discussion. So you it. trade Bouchard in a minute because he's everything that you said he, he, that we need. Like he, we, he's not what we need. You said he's a puck moving defender. We need more grit. He'll never be more grit, uh, Bob. As if, if far as I remember, when he was a rookie, even down in the bottom, they were always concerned about his urgency. I might be wrong. On no, this. you're right. You're right. There's there's an old saying, right? If they don't bite his pops, they don't bite his dogs. 
you're you're trying to change a player, and uh, he's not the player we need is the problem. But yeah, he can hit the puck, and he's good at carrying it, and he's calm. As right like, shot puck mover, making a million bucks right now. I would not move that during the season. Okay, so here's the problem, Bob. What's he going to make next year? He's probably going to want four. If his agent was smart, uh, four. <laughs> Yeah. Noah yeah. Dobson's Noah Dobson's making four million times three years. Right now, Evan Bouchard is not as good as Noah Dobson. No, and that's your problem, though. Right? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And so, is there a team out there that would be interested yes. in Evan? Yes. Okay. That's the. Do they have something that? But we it's an off-season deal for him. If it if it happens, if it happens, okay. it's an off-season move. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, because Mr. Nima Linen is more the style that we need. Connor likes to carry the puck out of our own end anyway. Yeah, but Connor likes getting Connor likes getting the puck from defensemen that can transition the puck. The weakest part of Nima Linen's game are his puck skills. In theory, and it hasn't borne itself out this year, the strongest part of Bouchard's game is his ability to move the puck. Well, and that's the part I've been watching because I... I <laughs> and it's fair. It's fair. He hasn't delivered. I'm not seeing it happening. He he, he seems to, uh, if I was okay. on the other team, he gives me a lot of good passes this year. David, I appreciate the call. That's how you have a healthy debate. Thank you for your time. Take care. Yep, 12.59 in Edmonton. I apologize to Cam and Fred and Stu. We won't be able to get to you guys. Uh, we're going to go to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector. This is Oilers Now.